Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay. Are we ready? Liz Wheeler Show. Episode 422. Take one. It is New York Fashion Week this week. And I know you're thinking, Liz, I don't care about that at all. I don't either. Theoretically, I do like fashion, but not what New York Fashion Week dubs fashion. I think fashion and style are supposed to enhance beauty, not make people look weird. However, I think you'll be very interested in this story. So New York Fashion Week, as you know, is a bunch of runway shows where designers parade models around wearing outrageous uh, outfits and celebrities come and it's just a bunch of hobnobbing, basically like snobby celebrities from around the world. However, during the coach runway fashion show, PETA protesters um, stopped the show. They stormed the runway in the middle of this show. We can bring this video up. It's kind of funny to see. Because apparently Coach uses leather. So they went in the middle of the runway carrying a sign that says, Coach, leather kills. And then look at the outfit. So you see the girl carrying the sign. The girl right in front of her, the protester, if we can bring that photo up on the stage, she's wearing a bodysuit that is supposed to be like, um, like the muscles of a human body because she's trying to equate people with animals by saying like, oh, if you eat animals, it's the same as eating people. I don't think anybody really, I think it actually might be body paint, isn't it? It's not even a body suit, that's body paint. That girl is not wearing clothes. Lovely. Well, here's the interesting part, right? So it's kind of funny to me when these far leftists, either the climate activists, you know, stop highways or glue themselves to things or throw tomato soup at paintings. Like, I think they're ridiculous. I think they should be punished. They're disrupting society. But what's funny to me is PETA are huge hypocrites. And this is, I want to read you a post on X from Cassandra McDonald. She goes, activists with the ironically named people for the ethical treatment of animals stormed the coach runway with one of them wearing just underwear and body paint to protests the brand's use of leather. The irony in the situation comes from the fact that PETA has killed thousands of dogs and cats over the years. This is a, a, uh, a study. This is what they said. After reviewing two months of records, Kovich found that 245 of the 290 animals, that's 84% that PETA took into custody, were killed within 24 hours. Only 17 were reported as adopted or in foster homes. Kovich noted that PETA's shelter did not meet PETA's own published guidelines for operating a humane animal shelter. This um, report was from PETA Kills Animals. In 2019, PETA killed 1,500 cats and dogs. The following year, PETA's so-called shelter took in 2,600, 2,650 animals and euthanized 67% of them. That is 1,763 animals. So there's no political point to be made here except that every single time, I don't know why it is, every single time these radical leftist activists who pretend that something has greater value than humanity, are just hypocrites. They're just liars. Like PETA has no problem with human abortion, no problem with anything with anything related to the sanctity of human life, yet they pretend that animals should have the same rights as people. And it turns out that they themselves are just puppy murderers. Puppy murderers. I think we should all 
you know, get on X right now, open up your account, send them, tag a tweet, send them, or a post, I guess it's called now, tag them, tell them that they're puppy murderers, like quote this exact quote. I'll retweet this um, on, I'll retweet this right now on X so you can get the exact statistic and ask them why they killed so many animals if they are for the ethical treatment of animals or ask them if they think it's ethical to euthanize living creatures just because those creatures are inconvenient. Maybe we'll get a little bit of truth from them. Meanwhile, in South Dakota, Governor Kristi Noem is really thirsty to be Donald Trump's vice president. That's the only explanation for the way that she came out and endorsed Trump with the strangest angle that she chose to endorse Trump. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. My speculation, my guess, I mean, I think it's pretty obvious. My observation is that she wants to be President Trump's vice presidential running mate. I don't think that this was just an endorsement because she believes that he's the best candidate. Not that you can't believe that he's the best candidate. You can. I just am... I find Christy Noem's motives to be suspect. Let's just say that. This is how she endorsed Trump. Take a listen. I haven't seen these other candidates fight when it really mattered, when it was hard to do the right thing for our country. Now, some of them talk pretty tough, but where were they when the pandemic was raging? When leaders were taking away people's constitutional rights, because the government told folks that they couldn't gather together, people lost their freedom of assembly. Because the government told people they couldn't go to church, people lost their freedom of religion. Because governments censored what information could be shared and what couldn't, people lost their freedom of speech. Where were these candidates then? They were silent. They were cowering. Or worse yet, they were locking down their own people. They were pushing mandates. They were closing beaches, even arresting people for taking a spring break. Now, yes, I will be attacked for speaking the truth to all of you tonight. And yes, I expect that Joe Biden, these candidates, their political operatives, and the media will perpetuate ugly, hateful misinformation in an attempt to destroy me and my family because of our opinions. It's nothing new. And frankly, I'm getting pretty used to it. So it's weird to me that her angle for endorsing Trump is to criticize the other Republican contenders based on their behavior during the COVID pandemic when you know that I like President Trump in general. I don't know who I'm going to vote for in the Republican primary because of how President Trump mishandled COVID. Uh, He not only pushed Operation Warp Speed, 
and still stands by the vaccines. He was pro-masking. He was pro-lockdown. He elevated Dr. Fauci to the position of power that Dr. Fauci found himself in. And then he gave Dr. Fauci a medal, an award, like two days before he left, before President Trump left office. So plenty of time to see that Dr. Fauci was corrupt and a mess. And he doesn't, he doesn't seem to disavow any of that. He doesn't recognize that what he did was a mistake. He's just having his surrogates speak a big game of criticizing the other candidates. And I don't get this because that's my one hesitation about voting for Trump. My hesitation, so the top three candidates in the Republican primary, obviously Donald Trump, Ron DeSantis, and Vivek Ramaswamy. And there's a deal breaker in each candidate for me. The deal breaker for Trump is how he handled COVID. The deal breaker for Ron DeSantis is that he refuses to um, say that he won't send any more money to Ukraine if he were president. Like, that should be so easy to say, no, not another dime is going to Zelensky. We're not going to fund the downfall of America and the American dollar and, and the American superpower status. Ron DeSantis refuses to do that. He's wishy-washy on Ukraine, so that's a deal breaker. And then Vivek Ramaswamy, we'll talk about him a little bit more further along in the show because he had a very interesting post on X uh, about how he's going to address the administrative state if he, if he, does win the White House. It's a very interesting post. It's a very interesting plan, and I want to discuss that. However, it doesn't matter in a sense what Vivek is saying now, because just last year or six months ago, a year and a half ago, he was saying things that were completely different. So it makes me not trust him. It makes me worry that he's essentially a globalist dressed in populist clothing, saying to us what he thinks we want him to hear or what we want to hear. And I just, I don't know, it, it, it leaves a feeling in my gut that I just don't quite trust him, even though I, I want to, because I do like what he's saying. So there's there's deal breakers about each of these three candidates. I don't know who I'm going to vote for. All that to be said, it doesn't make sense to me that Christy Nome would take this line of attack against Trump when this is his biggest weakness among his own um, base. In addition to the fact that she was governor, of course, when uh, COVID was raging. And I want to bring up a tweet. This, a tweet from... Um, 2021. This is from July 31st, 2021. She's obviously the governor of South Dakota. This is what she said. Work, and she was talking about vaccine mandates at the time. She could have spoken out against this and she didn't. Instead, this is what she said. Workers whose employers are mandating a vaccine for continued employment have the power to say no. Our robust economy and job market gives them the option to find a new employer that values personal choice and responsibility and doesn't force mandates on their employees. So she's basically telling employees, if you don't like a vaccine mandate, then just quit your job instead of, instead of holding employers accountable for coercing, threatening their employees, uh, threatening to fire their employees if they didn't get the vaccine. Like that is the definition of wishy-washy. She wants to pretend she's on the side of the worker, but she doesn't want to tick off the, the corporations and companies that have vaccine mandates. That's the definition of wishy-washy. That's how she handled COVID. Uh, meanwhile, during the same time, she also vetoed a bill that would have prevented biological males from competing in women's sports if the biological males identified as women. You probably remember this because this was one of the first things that really launched Christy Nome onto the national stage. And I think it was the first time a lot of conservatives were like, oh, wait, is she the real deal or is she tied to corporate interests and controlled by corporate interests? So this is this is um, this is from 19 The News. It says South Dakota Governor Kristi Noem vetoed a bill that would have barred 
transgender girls and women, this is obviously like their bias, I'm just reading the words, from playing sports with other women Monday, just after she celebrated its passage. The state's first woman governor still supported House Bill 1217, she said at a press conference, but didn't sign it because she feared backlash from the National Collegiate Athletic Association. The NCAA is a private association, Noam said. That means they can do what they want to do. And even though I fundamentally disagree with them when it comes to this issue, if South Dakota passes a law that's against their policy, they will likely take punitive action against us. So Noam sent the bill back asking for exemptions for college athletes. So she was afraid of the NCAA. She was afraid of the lobbyists who are telling her, well, the NCAA is going to take their business elsewhere. And she caved to these corporate lobbyists instead of protecting women's sports. So all that being said, she endorsed Trump because she wants to be vice president. And President Trump, I have no idea what he thinks of her. He might really like her. He might agree with her. She might be exactly the kind of running mate he wants. Well, that remains to be seen. But if I were Trump, I would just say no to Christy Noem. Just say no to Christy Noem. I think that she is too tied to corporate interests, too tied to lobbyists, too wishy-washy in the moments that really matter, the pivotal cultural moments that matter to us all. Meanwhile, down in New Mexico, the governor, Michelle Lujan Grisham, literally said that she is not obligated to uphold the Constitution, that she can suspend your constitutional right to keep and bear arms at her whim. It, I'm not exaggerating this. This video, maybe you've seen this already. Maybe we can watch it again together if you have already seen it. Maybe you haven't seen it yet. It, when I first saw the headlines about this, I thought conservatives might be exaggerating a little bit. I thought, okay, well, surely she couched this in some way. Surely it wasn't this blatant of her just saying, I've decided to take away your guns, therefore I'm going to do it. But when I watched the video, I found out that, no, this is... Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Because she has unilaterally decided it's an emergency because an 11-year-old child was shot. Now, clearly... That's a horrendous tragedy as a parent. I can't even fathom what that would be like to have to lose your child, but then to have the added tragedy of that child being murdered, being shot, I can't even fathom. Like my mind won't even compute and won't even process it. I when I read this story, the first thing I did before I even got mad at the politics of the thing, is I just said prayers for that little girl and said prayers for the family because it's truly so awful, but the reaction to something that's this awful is not to deprive everybody else of their constitutional right to keep and bear arms, yet this is what Governor Grisham did. I will warn you before I play this video, the audio on this on this clip is not the best. This was uh, taken at a press conference, so you, you can hear her, but you do have to listen really closely because there's a little bit of noise in the background. So take a listen to what she says. You took an oath to the Constitution. Isn't it unconstitutional to say you cannot exercise your, your carry license 
with one exception, and that is if there's an emergency, and I've declared an emergency for a temporary amount of time, I can invoke additional powers. No constitutional right, in my view, including my oath, is intended to be absolute. There are restrictions on free speech. There are restrictions on my freedoms. In this emergency, this 11-year-old and all these parents who have lost all these children, they deserve my attention to have the debate about whether or not in an emergency we can create a safer environment. Because what about their constitutional rights? I took an oath to uphold those two. And if we ignore this growing problem without being bold, I've said to every other New Mexican, your rights are subrogated to theirs. And they are not, in my view. Uh, wait a minute. You're talking about crimes. There are already laws against the crimes, so how are their rights? I got it. But, but again, if I'm unsafe, who's standing up for that right? If this climate is so out of control, somebody should do something. I'm doing as much as I know to do. Yep. Do you really think that criminals are going to hear this message and not carry a gun in Albuquerque on the streets for 30 days? Uh, no. But here's what I do think. It's a pretty resounding message. So first of all, I don't know who the journalists were that were asking questions in the background, but that's the first time I've actually heard journalists at a press conference ask pressing, challenging questions to a public figure. So whoever that was, uh, kudos. If you want to identify yourself, I'll give you credit for it. But that, that the questions were very good because this these were the words that blew my mind. She said, no constitutional right, including my oath to uphold the Constitution, is intended to be absolute. What? What? She said, there's an exception to your rights if there's an emergency. Where is that in the Constitution? Like, where in the world does the Constitution say all of these rights are just privileges on loan to you by the federal government unless a random government in a state somewhere decides that she doesn't like these rights, in which case she's going to take them away from you at her will, her arbitrary whim, which is exactly what she did. One of the journalists pointed out that murder is already a crime. So it wasn't, by the way, a concealed carry permit holder who committed this crime. It wasn't an open carry, a legally open carry, or an individual who was legally openly carrying who committed this crime. It was a criminal. And her only response to this is somebody needs to do something. Somebody needs to do something? Like, this, that makes no sense to me. That, that, that makes zero sense. So somebody, anybody, doing anything is better than, is not better than nothing. Sometimes not doing something, taking a moment and figuring out a prudent response is better than doing something. Your reaction is just an emotional discharge. You are just using your power or abusing your power to make yourself feel better. But what you're doing isn't going to help. It's not gonna bring that little girl back to life. It's not gonna catch that criminal. It's not going to save anybody else's life, and it's not going to stop any additional crimes. So somebody needs to do something is about the least emotionally mature response that I have ever heard. Because something, just because it's something, is not better than nothing, and it's not better than being specific and mature and prudent and legal. So believe it or not, even leftists thought that this was crazy 
that Governor Grisham did this. Ted Lieu, he's one of the most leftist members of Congress from California. This is what he posted on X. He said, I support gun safety laws. However, this order from the governor of New Mexico violates the U.S. Constitution. No state in the union can suspend the federal constitution. There is no such thing as a state public health emergency exception to the U.S. Constitution. When I saw that, I was surprised it came from him. I gotta tell you, David Hogg, too, the Parkland school shooting survivor turned gun control activist, turned, um, I think he goes to Harvard now or something, and also owns a pillow company or something. He also, and he's like, thinks that the Second Amendment doesn't even mean that you have a right to keep in arms. Like, that's how radical he is. He said, I support gun safety, but there is no such thing as a state public health emergency exception to the U.S. Constitution. I hate to say this because I thought I never wanted to agree with David Hogg and Ted Lieu on anything, but they're correct. That's accurate. But the somebody that should do something in this circumstance is the state legislature in New Mexico should impeach Governor Grisham. This is an impeachable offense. This is a high crime and misdemeanor. If you simply revoke the constitutional right, the Second Amendment right to keep and bear arms of the citizens of your state under penalty of, of violation of the law, then you should be impeached. You are unfit for office. You are abusing your power. You are a tyrant. And this will, this will be a good demonstration for the people of New Mexico. Did the Republicans you elected to your state house, are they fighters? Do they understand the reality of the political enemy that we face? Because if they understand the reality, there, there'd be articles of impeachment introduced tomorrow. This wouldn't be just tweets condemning this on, on X, formerly known as Twitter. They would take action and get her out of there. And so if you are a resident of New Mexico, meaning you are a constituent of the representatives in the New Mexico State House, please reach out to your state representative and tell them to impeach this woman, impeach her. So all of this is actually like tied together too. So what Governor Grisham did is building off of what the Democrats and some squishy Republicans did during COVID where they used, they exploited people's fear and claimed it was an emergency that justified violating all of your rights. This is what we predicted would happen down the line if people refused to stand up and say no during COVID. We said, well, they're going to use it for everything else. They're going to use it specifically. I remember warning, they're going to use this on guns. As soon as COVID is over, they're going to declare a public health emergency on guns and they're going to suspend your rights in order to take away your guns. And this is exactly what they're now doing um, because Republicans don't know how to fight back. We have lost our way as the Republican Party. We don't fight back effectively um, at all, except Vivek Ramaswamy has introduced a new idea of how he's going to abolish the administrative state if he's president of the United States. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. As the nation gears up for another election season, tune to the first TV for the best coverage on television. Get an exclusive inside look at the American political machine with Sean Spicer at 7. 
Unmatched analysis and historical perspective from Bill O'Reilly at 8. Then a bold, unapologetic take from Jesse Kelly at 9. It's must-see TV in primetime every night on The First TV. Watch The First on DirecTV Channel 347, Uverse Channel 1220, or TV Stream. My opinion has not been changed yet that I like Vivek Ramaswamy, but I don't trust him. I still feel that way. That is still my opinion. However, I think he has a valid purpose to serve, especially in this Republican primary race. And I'll explain what that purpose is in just a second. But I want to read you what he posted. Uh, He said, swamp class, quote unquote, advisors have duped presidents from Reagan to Trump into believing that the White House needs Congress to fire federal employees and shut down regulatory agencies. That view is wrong. Next Wednesday, Vivek wrote, I will lay out detailed plans for shutting down five major federal agencies using executive authority under existing statutes. We will reduce federal employees by 75%, shut down redundant agencies, and rescind more than 50% of federal regulations which fail to meet the West Virginia versus EPA standard. This is the single most powerful lever to unleash the U.S. economy. All that's required is a U.S. president with sufficient spine and knowledge to act. 11 a.m. Eastern at the America First Policy Institute headquarters in Washington, D.C. on Wednesday, September 13th. We are taking this movement to the next level. So I like this for two reasons. First of all, I, um, I think it's very interesting that he's going to present this at the America First Policy Institute because about... I want to say this was over a year ago. It was July of 2022. We did an episode of this show talking about how a president could use executive authority under existing statutes to essentially abolish the administrative state, that this was not something that required an act of Congress. And this research, this legal research and document was sourced together by the America First Policy Institute. I talked to all those guys over there for at length before doing that episode. So I'll repost that episode um, for anybody that's interesting. I forget the title offhand. Um, But I do remember it was at the Young America's Foundation um, National Student Conference. So I think it was like the last week of July in 2022, because that's when uh, YAF always has their National Student Conference in DC. We were filming that episode in like the basement of one of the hotels um, really late at night after the conference was over. Good times. Um, However, I'm glad Vivek is is making this speech. I think this is awesome. I think that all of the candidates should um, be not mimicking Vivek, but they should all be pushing the idea of abolishing the administrative state like Vivek is. Here's my comment, though. Here's my comment. Because I don't fully trust Vivek, because he has flip-flopped on some pretty major issues without explanation, meaning I don't trust that he actually evolved his thinking. I think maybe he's just saying what we want to hear. I think the purpose that he serves in this primary is to push the other candidates to the right. So for example, in the, in the um, what was it, the 2016 primary when Bernie Sanders was running, he, he, he wasn't necessarily a realistic candidate, right? But what he did was he, he pushed Hillary Clinton to the left because he did have his Bernie bros who were very loyal followers. They were very socialist, very young. And Hillary Clinton was forced to take some more leftist positions that she probably otherwise would have admitted to in public because she needed the support of the Bernie bros once she won the primary. So that was kind of Bernie's task for 2016. He was a huge part of the evolution of mainstreaming the very radical leftist stuff that's now the core of the Democratic Party. If Bernie Sanders had not run in 2016, I don't know if the Democratic Party would be the AOC 
type socialist Green New Deal, crazy trans critical race theory stuff that we're seeing. It might still be like, well, old school Joe Biden because Joe Biden was always kind of a, yeah, he was a leftist Democrat, he was corrupt, but was he a socialist? Probably not, probably just corrupt. Well, that was Bernie Sanders' purpose in 2016. And I think Vivek Ramaswamy serves the same purpose or should serve the same purpose in this Republican primary now is he should force the other candidates, maybe candidates that we are more familiar with or trust a little bit more, like Ron DeSantis and Donald Trump, to embrace some of these more based ideas, to be more vocal about some of these based ideas, to present plans for how they are going to accomplish this. Because it's one thing to stand up at a campaign rally and claim that you want to fight the weaponization of the federal government. This is something that DeSantis does all the time. But I want to hear how you're going to do it. Like, tell me, step one, what does that mean? Are you going to abolish the FBI? Are you going to impeach uh, tons of people in the Department of Justice? Are you going to fire half the force? What are you going to do? I don't just want to hear you speak out against the weaponization. I want to hear exactly what that means and how you are going to execute it, how that's going to be accomplished. The same thing with President Trump on, on COVID, right? He just had that video that went viral being all based on COVID, like, oh, we're not going to comply, tyrants. Well, show me how you're going to use the power of the federal government to prevent this from happening if you're the president. Otherwise, you're just trying to pander to us by saying things to us that you think we want to hear. Well, Vivek Ramaswamy's purpose here should be to force these other candidates to embrace ideas that you and I find very appealing. Because I think we both find it very appealing, the idea of abolishing the administrative state using this legal theory that was floated by the America First Policy Institute that says that the chief executive, president of the United States, the chief executive of the executive branch has the existing authority under current existing statutes to get rid of the federal workforce. He doesn't have to wait for Congress to fire these employees. Um, so maybe this is Vivek's purpose. Maybe, no, I don't necessarily want him to win the primary. I don't want him to be the Republican candidate. I don't really want him to be president. I do want some of these other candidates to embrace these ideas in the way that Vivek is presenting them. Maybe that's his purpose. Maybe not, but maybe that's his purpose. All right, we have time for one more random thing from the internet today. This is not political at all. This is just quite funny. I thought you would enjoy this. It is a compilation of how different Hollywood actors run. So before we show you this, we think of actors all the time, especially in action movies, as being these like macho guys, these, these guys that are really fit. And oftentimes they're not. Oftentimes these are like dorky theater kids. And maybe they can go to the gym and get synthetic muscles and look good on camera with a bunch of makeup and props. But their real, their real athletic prowess or lack thereof comes out during running scenes. So uh, take a look at this. <laughs> All right, so we're gonna start with the Invisible Man, apparently. Oh no, this, oh, this is an impression of some guy, right? It's actually really good. First it was Johnny Depp, now it's Tom Cruise. Sylvester Storm. Lisa Kudrow, oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> From Friends. Tom Hanks. Jim Carrey. Keanu Reeves. Man, that guy's good at impressions. I think I'd be able to guess each one, even if it didn't tell me what it was. <laughs> Michael Scott. And Moe's from The Office. If you guys are listening to this on audio, you should go over to YouTube and watch this because it's really funny. That is funny. Just like to end the show on a not so political, not so intense note. 
I think that we in the control room found that video to be quite amusing. I hope you also enjoyed it. Um, guys, if you're not already a premium subscriber over on Locals, please join us. It's not just a cool and fun community to be a part of. You get extra content. We do extended segments just for VIPs uh, three times a week over on the Liz Wheeler Show community on Locals. It's also our bulwark against demonetization. So if you are contributing to the show, which you are as a VIP, um, on the Liz Wheeler Show community on Locals, then we don't have to worry that advertisers are going to boycott us or that corporate media is going to try to control what we say or big tech's going to demonetize us and censor us. We can still say whatever we want, talk about the topics that are important because we know you have our back, that we're in this together and that you know we're protected against cancellation. So go to lizwheeler.com slash locals, become a VIP today, be part of the Liz Wheeler Show community. It's really fun, lots of benefits, but also you're part of fighting back against this assault on free speech that we're all facing in our society today. So lizwheeler.com slash locals. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. I'm Liz Wheeler. This is The Liz Wheeler Show. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.